This is The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield from The Lynn Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Michael provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. This is Mike Mansfield. You're listening to The Wealth Puzzle. I've got Tana Pennington here. Tana, thank you for joining us. Thank you, you have for having me. Our super co-host. I know we <laughs> we did we did raz the idea of you and Tony doing it yourselves. But right. I've I've poo-pooed that idea. I've decided that as a narcissistic control freak of the podcast <laughs> I, I i cannot i cannot relinquish control to you guys so right you, you can't get rid of me that easy but i'm mike mansfield i'm a certified financial planner here with the lind group tana is also one of our retirement planners she she has a fancy designation i always get it screwed up it's you say it tana r-i-c-p Okay, there you go. I, I, well, I always get like the RIP thing going. And then I'm thinking, right? Oh, Rest in peace. She helps people die. No, I like. No, uh, I don't. A retirement income certified planner or professional? Professional. Professional. Yeah. Yes. Sounds professional. So Tana focuses on retirement income planning, all the things that we talk about here, you know, maximizing your cash flow, figuring out how to use your investable assets in order to generate income, to fill your income gaps and needs, the tax efficiency of it, all of that fun stuff that we're constantly talking about on this show. Um, last week, we had a, a sad um, um, admission that we we don't generally prepare for the show. <laughs> We just start talking. And so Tana and I felt guilty. And so instead of watching the Super Bowl last weekend, we decided to spend hours prepping for the show. Um, just kidding. We should have done that, though, since the Super Bowl was an utter waste of time to watch. <laughs> so true. Oh, my gosh. You know, you, you couldn't talk about a bigger flub burger game. Right. Um, it, it is fascinating, though. Um, it, it's just it's just fascinating. Uh well, I wasn't even really concerned about who won just because I'm, I don't know, it's not a big deal for me, but gosh, how many throws did Mahone throw and no one caught it? And it was just depressing. No, I mean, he bounced them <laughs> off people's helmets. I know, I know. Was, it was unbelievable. Was he has oh, such uh, a... The other, team, the other team caught a lot of them. Does that count? Yeah, right. I so know. He, he was... <laughs> the interception. contact. Right. But um, amazing to see the Buccaneers. You know, they, they bring in Mr. Fancy quarterback. Yeah. Brady. Um, they, had, they had tough, tough out of the gates, um, you know, in the new season. And it's incredible that, he, you know, he, he drives it to the Super Bowl and, yeah. and gets it in. You know, I was reading something that said he's the oldest quarterback. I think he's 43. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you Very know, cool. it, it's funny when you watch the football game, he doesn't seem that big when he's on the field playing but then when he's like standing afterwards talking to a reporter and he's looking down at <laughs> They're everybody tiny, right like, geez he, he must be a big dude that is funny yeah. good point but tana knows all about that because her husband is teasing seven feet so i <laughs> know he's not he's what? six six though he is oh, oh, oh I, I apologize i <laughs> well seven I, feet i missed, just I missed means... that <laughs> we all know what it means you don't have to go there i know but it just the um yeah. <laughs> 
dear. Six six. That's incredible. I like I, I like I feel like a child when I'm with him. Oh, that like, is so like funny. He could, he could, you know, swaddle me and hold me. Right. Um, it's, he's a it's, gentle giant, though. He's, yeah, he's that's awesome. true. That yeah. is true. The, yeah. Um, but he has to drive a big truck because it's the only thing he fits in. And it still <laughs> looks like a small car. The um, anyways, enough about nothing. So uh, we did prep the show a little bit. We were looking at a lot of things. Tana and I were yes. always very concerned when it comes to our clients about Obviously, the income plan, the cash flow, but a lot of the things that support income plans and cash flows is the nature of how people are investing their money, right? Um, when you build a good, healthy income plan, goal one is you're always trying not to use stock style, equity style investments to generate monthly income. Because once again, like last year, when you have a black swan event like COVID hitting and the market imploding, if your money is coming out of your stock market account and you got to pull your monthly paycheck last February, last March, last April in these time periods when, when your accounts have cratered, you're reverse dollar cost averaging. You're hammering your account. Right. And so we always have to build a good, healthy plan where we want our clients to have risk. We want them to have growth. We just don't ever take that with the income portion. We use that for the long-term hedge portion of a portfolio. Remember, you got to hedge against things. What if you accidentally live too long? What if there is inflation, which is finally becoming a conversation? What if tax liability increases? There's a lot of things that can happen where you need your investments growing over time. And so obviously the important component of me and Tana when we communicate about these things for our clients is we're looking at, well, you know, what is, what is the unemotional opinion of how equity markets are looking? And I've been kind of on the pulpit in the last number of months talking about, hey, I, I, I see a positive outlook in the stock market for a lot of reasons. Positive economics, stimulus money um, is, you know, like steroids for the stock market, infrastructure plans they're discussing. All of these things are pouring money potentially into the markets, and that's good. Now, granted, let's be f fiscally responsible. Tana, if you ran your personal finances like the government, do you think you would live in your home, in a prison, <laughs> or in a box? <laughs> I'd be in a whole lot of debt. Yeah, that so would I'm be thinking depressing. If, yeah, I think you'd be in prison if you ran your finances right? like the government. Yes. Um, <laughs> and then out of prison in a box. Um, and, and that's kind of the challenge is, is the things we're talking about right now might be good for the stock market now. And but it's the short and long game, right? The short game is, yeah, those things are positive. The next 24 months probably look really good based on all of the government spending. The problem is, is how does the long game of the right. world look? You know, we had a massive acceleration in debt last year. You know, our, our country's debt hit like $30 trillion. We had this unprecedented event where we spent trillions of dollars and we're still spending them, right? right? Trying to fix the whole COVID mess. I mean, hell, just a month ago, they spent almost a trillion dollars on the new stimulus plan and they're already talking about passing another almost $2 trillion. So just, just this year, we're already at $3 trillion right. of money that we had never planned on spending before. Granted, once again, in the short game... That's good, right? Or we're, we're, we're juicing the markets. Yep. Long game, it's concerning because, you know, what about inflation? What about debt issues? What about servicing the debt issues? There's, right. There's so many things that become problematic. Once again, Tana, we're glad you're not in prison because you don't run your finances <laughs> like the government. Um, 
No, I would not want to be maybe there. Maybe you do. Maybe you do. No, I do not. No, well, I do not. I wonder if they let you have a microphone in jail, and then we can <laughs> we can talk about do podcasts. Do the the errors of your way. We have to figure out a new witty name for the show. If you, if you're filming from prison, it'll always have that. Like you have to call in on the phone. It'll always have that like thing. This is Tana calling from the 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 Riverside County Detention. Do Center. you accept yeah. this call? <laughs> oh, right, then I gotta I gotta pay for it. That's nice. Uh, anyways anyways let's kind of talk about some of the things that we look at i've i've said from an unemotional standpoint economics are good economics are better than what the news portrays the the news is constantly playing the doom and gloom game but look we're right smack dab in earnings and earnings remember two things drive markets numbers and emotions in the short term, emotions drive the market. The market crashed last year based on an emotional panic. It right. crashed excessively, and that's why it rebounded so hard. At the end of the day, everything always renegs back to numbers, and earnings are a big component of that. If companies are doing well, if people are spending money, the companies show more money on their earnings, and guess what? Someone says, well, hot diggity dog, look at that, and the price goes up. And so <clears throat> what's funny about this earnings cycle is analysts either suck at their jobs or things are better than what people were talking about above board. And so as of the last reports from the end of last week, remember we filmed this on a Monday, 53% of earnings were already in for the fourth quarter. 83% were beating earnings, which is huge, by the way. 83% companies beating earnings. And guess what percentage above the estimates they're beating them by? Over 17%. Wow. That's like that's like five times bigger than the normal average earnings. Beat. Right. Like incredible. Like, like what smart person with a calculator screwed that up so much? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's 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 it's, it's you know, I mean, what? That's incredible. But it tells a better story than the story we were getting in the fourth quarter last year that. <clears throat> You know, no, it's all these ghost companies. They have no money. They're just living on government loans and stuff. Obviously, companies are selling things, right? That's now, Apple, true. the other day, their earnings, you know, they had the best one quarter ever. So during a financial crisis, during a pandemic, everybody felt that the most necessary item to have in their hand at their demise was an iPhone 12. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's it's incredible. The, the whole thing is incredible. And, and so it's always confusing because you watch the news, you then read the data, and it feels like there's this disconnect. You know, the yeah. news makes me want to just go start digging right. my own hole. And then you read the data as it's coming out, and you're like, wait a second. Very is there positive. more life in the economy? Are people doing a little right. better than what the data implies? I mean, it's pretty bizarre <laughs> one way or another. <laughs> so anyways... Earnings are coming out really well. Once again, earnings are good. If companies are making money, that drives stock markets higher. And so when people come in or or you have that thought in your mind, well, stock market's really high. How the heck could it keep going up? It's it's a very valid concern. But at the end of the day, if companies keep showing profits and they're making profits better than we're estimating, right? bada bing, bada boom. All right, all right, all right. That was, that was boring. Um <laughs> Here's another thing Tana and I were talking about. Tana, I want you to take 15 minutes. I'm going to be quiet. You explain how <laughs> yield curves predict stock market cycles. Go. Oh, talk about boring. Oh, that that's rude. You know, you, you, you. 
See, I find it interesting, and that, and that, maybe that's the problem with with you and I. Oh, that's is, awesome. Is uh, soon you're going to get fired on this show if you can't find <laughs> find common interests as I do. No, it's good that we don't have such common interests. Makes it more interesting. <laughs> well, and and it probably creates um a nice healthier dynamic with, with with the work we do for our clients because we yes. can we can look at it from different angles here. Exactly. So it's funny. I remember in the good old days when I was um when I was uh I was in a um investment management class at, at Cal Lutheran, and they used to talk about this. And so we do research on what they call the yield curve. The yield curve really looks at bonds and what interest rates bonds are paying. And so they look at the difference between the two year and the ten year bonds. And so remember what a bond is. A bond is not owning a stock. It's the opposite. It's loaning money for you know a rate of return, a fixed rate of return. And so the theory is, right, the longer you loan your money to someone, the more interest you, they're going to charge you because there's more risk, right? If you want to loan your money to someone for one day, it's hard to charge them a lot of interest because it's only one day. But if you loan the money for 10 years, yeah, you're saying, good, man, that's a long time to loan my money out. I hope I get it back. This is scary. I'm going to raise the interest rate up a little bit to protect myself. And so, as a weird phenomenon for like 60 years, they've used the yield curve as a way to predict recessions. And what happens is, is if the yield curve ever gets flat or and or inverts, meaning that longer term interest rates are the same as short term and or lower than short term, that is a predictor that somewhere like within six to 18 months, there's going to be a recession. Now, it's funny because the yield curve was getting tight, 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 and it actually went flat and barely inverted in 2019. So what does that mean? Well, normally that means that a recession is coming. What was funny, though, was a lot of people poo-poo chewed that. Um, I remember it happening last year. It was on the news. They're like, yeah, but, you know, there's so many jobs being created. There's so much economic going on. Everything is firing on all cylinders that who cares? And so weirdly enough that in 2020, there was in fact a recession. I think what's so confusing about it though, is what caused the recession is not the thing that we would normally think, right? It's not a right. slowing economy. It's the, um, you know what I keep thinking about? Like when I, I, we talk about the government turning off the economy, do you remember those like at Staples, they had those like buttons, the, like, oh, red, like the, the, the red buttons. buttons. Yes. Like, like <laughs> that's all I think about every time I say that, like where it's like, but it's just more of an on off one. And they're just like, slam the off button on the economy. Um, look how I need easy one that for was. my kids. That's like a no button. So they ask Wait. me something. I can just have them, you know, I just hit that no button. Big red no button. Their, you should put it on their forehead. That, just... <laughs> that was offensive, Tana. And uh, just, you know, talking about. No, no, about, no. I wasn't. No, I wasn't thinking that. Abuse. But no, 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 the, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> you all heard it here. Uh, Tana is a child abuser. No, the, I'm not. Um, I love kids. Anyways. Anyways. The, um. Your kids are bigger than you at this point anyways. I wouldn't mess <laughs> I with know. them. I know. They're growing like weeds. It's crazy. The um, Okay. So <laughs> in any case, we had a yield curve inversion back in 2019. Lo and behold, there was a recession in 2020. So once again, yield curve inversion worked as a as a indicator. Hot diggity dog. Now, what's funny about the yield curve, though, is it's been steepening. 
See, steepening yield curves are the polar opposite of calling Mm -hmm. a recession. They're calling an economic boom. And right right now, the difference between the two-year bonds and the 10-year bonds are the steepest they've been in like four years since 2017. And so it's kind of funny because it's kind of saying, actually, look, you know, it's not a perfect metric, but this is one that says, no, economic boom a coming, my friends. That's kind of exciting. I, I find yeah. it very interesting. Um, and you and you put it in perspective. What what does it mean when interest rates start to go up on bonds? Well, that can be an indicator of inflation. Well, one one thing that causes inflation is people spending money, right? And so right. the government gave out a boatload of money last year, and they're continuing to give it out. It looks like this year, people are sitting on a lot of reserves. Inflation is ticking up. I think we talked about that last year. We've had the most inflation in the last six months as we've had in 10 years. And so if people have money to spend and there's this pent up demand, right? You know, as soon as the first cruise ship opens the doors and everyone get a pour back on those things. Oh, wow. Pent up demand of how people want to spend money. Definitely. So we're probably going to drive inflation up. And then eventually what that means, because that causes just too much economics of sorts, the government starts to raise interest rates because they need to slow down the inflation ultimately. And so it's it's fascinating, but it, it could be that when you look at earnings, when you look at the yield curve as a predictor of booms and busts, honestly, those things are very positive and you heard it here first, right? You don't hear about this stuff on the news. Yeah. Uh, they talk about... <laughs> That's, <laughs> all the that's fluff. All <laughs> uh, like, what's the noise you know on Charlie Brown? You know, like when the parents talk. Wah 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 wah. Right, that's essentially <laughs> what I hear when I watch the news these days. <clears throat> you know what drives me nuts about the n- mainstream news though is every hour in the corner it says breaking news, and every hour they talk about the exact same thing, <laughs> but but it's but it's it's constantly breaking news. <laughs> Oh, that's like, funny. like breaking news is like where like you know kind of like a ron burgundy like you know we're watching a video of a squirrel skiing or something all of a sudden they're breaking news we got to bring you the car chase you know not, <laughs> not 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 three days of breaking news about the same thing i don't even think the, they um, have time for that stuff anymore yeah I well in the good old well that's why like you know it's funny is if you watch local news if you watch like ktla or whatever um, they got a little more of the bank robbery, car chasey kind yeah, of stuff. So it's, it's kind of a fun disparity versus, right. um, you know, hearing about how many people are in bed with Russia every day. <laughs> um, it's quite a phenomenon. I didn't, I didn't realize Russia had such a pull to everybody. <laughs> oh it is, dear! It is truly incredible. All right, all right, we're 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 we're, we're getting off track. See. <laughs> We got to stick to our concise, prepared show, Tana. All right, Tana, um, let's switch gears here. One of the things I wanted to talk about in the world of retirement planning is required minimum distributions. Things have been changing a little bit, and this is something that we deal with. So, Tana, are you aware of any changes with required minimum distributions? Heck, why don't you take one step back and just remind our viewers of what a mandatory distribution even is? Yeah, so on the old rule, you would have to take a distribution on your IRA or other uh, qualified plan at the age of 70 and a half, Um, but now it's changed to 72 because of the SECURE Act, and now they're actually thinking of adjusting it even further to the age of 75. So weird. You know what's funny about that is it 
It's been 70 and a half forever since I started <laughs> since I started doing this like 17 years ago, right? right? And then, you know, in 19 they changed it to 72, which which let's go back again to 70 and a half. This is another funny phenomenon. So the technical rule if everybody was so bored to go to the IRS website and read publication 590 AMB, <laughs> which talks about distributions. On, I read it. They're just, yeah. Of course. Um, uh, that talks about it. It's the the April of the year following the year you turn 70 and a half. Like, like who made that up? I know. It gets confusing. Congress is like, I've got an idea. Let's. <laughs> Well, let's 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 make this weirdly complicated, and then what we'll do is we'll throw so a fifty percent penalty on anybody who screws this up, right? And they don't do the math correct, All right? I mean, it's just it's just such a weird rule in and of itself. And so they made it seventy two, and you're like, well, at least that's a normal age, like because everyone's like, well, wait, I'm seventy and a half. Oh, wait, what? Wait, hang on a second. My birthday's on the fifteenth of a month. What? Hang on. Yeah, like it, it's 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 so weird it's so weird anyways it's it's less weird now so my whole career was 70 and a half they finally changed it to 72 and like like tana just mentioned they're they're now talking about changing it to 75 they just changed it to 72 right? the dust hasn't even settled this is <laughs> This is like my grandmother when she got married three months after my grandpa dying after being married for 50 years. Oh, that is a terrible scratched. example. Well, but it's true. Everyone was scratching their heads on like, what? The dust hasn't even settled here. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, rest in peace. Things. She has the same designation as Tana. The R.I.P. <laughs> designation for grandma. The, um... <laughs> my mom's going to listen to this show and be mad She's at me. She's going to love afterwards. it. The, um, in any case, so that's a fascinating thing. And it, it kind of is always evolving the rules because remember, our job as retirement planners is to figure out how to properly cash flow your required right. minimum distributions. That's a very important component of what we do. Um, one of the hiccups, though, with with it was and this gets a little confusing it'd be better if i had a whiteboard to explain this but there's a there was a a table so when you turned 70 and a half they said hey pull out this much money it was uh you know if you divided your account by 27.4 it was an exact number but it was like 3.43 percent or something like that and every year it got a little bigger and so you know, from 70 and a half to 72, all of a sudden, you know, at 72, you got to pull out whatever it was, 3.6%, let's say. And so when the new rule changed from 70 and a half to 72, they didn't actually change the calculation table. Right. It was still at like 3.6. And so what happens is, is, okay, so now you don't have to pull an RMD for two extra years on average. And now you pull the RMD and because the account got a little bigger and they're on the same tables, you end up pulling a bigger RMD than you would have a mandatory distribution. Right. And it, so it creates more taxation anyways. And so I, I kind of scratched my head on the rule of how stupid that was. You're like, well, if you're, if your goal is to help people accumulate a little more assets, so they're more prepared for retirement, but, but then you just make it a little more taxable. I don't know. I just, you know, I, I, the government making policy is, is always genius. The, um, 
Anyways. But they've changed that, right? They, they're updating the tables now? They did. Yeah. And so do you cool. know when they go into effect? Mm, I don't. No, 2020. Or 2022, the, I meant the, to say. Sorry. Uh, I was going to say I meant to say 2022. Yeah, no. <laughs> I meant to say you, 22. Sorry. Oh, gold star. <laughs> Tana gets a gold star. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So in 2022, there's actually an updated table finally that actually yes. adjusts it two years. So the amount you would have to take out at 70 and a half is now the amount you take out at 72. So uh, that might have sound confusing. Simple answer. You defer your mandatory distribution a couple years and you don't have to take out as much. Yay. That's a good thing. That is a That's good thing. That's a good thing. thing. I take a good thing. Now, granted, what happens when they, if they pass the law this year and make it the RMD 75, then we're back to talking about it in right. jest on the, on the show here because we'll see what happens. But, hey, that's a good thing. It's interesting. It's working. So that's a big positive. Yeah, Once but again, I mean, those are things to think about, you know, when planning for retirement income as far as, you know, yeah. whether taking IRA money earlier and letting your Social Security delay and then also Roth conversions. Well, and that's the thing is I like the delay of the mandatory distribution because it gives us a bigger window for planning. So it doesn't mean you just defer all of your money. It might be that you're still distributing it, like Tana right. said. Maybe you're doing Roth conversions. Maybe you need the money. Maybe you're trying to do other things so that that mandatory distribution doesn't just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger, right. the ticking tax time bomb. So we'll see, but that's always a part of the plan. And that's why all of the listeners, if you don't have a good, healthy retirement income plan, a cash flow plan, this is why you need to call us. So I'll do the, the, the pitch here now. So you can call us <laughs> the office, 805-500-7035. 805-500-7035. You can ask for Tana. You can ask for myself. You can schedule a complimentary meeting. We will help you build a retirement income plan that makes sense and is sensitive to your tax liabilities. I think it's huge. The other thing I was going to mention as kind of a final thing on the show is, does everybody own Bitcoin? <laughs> we we talked about Bitcoin no, a few weeks ago when it was when it was going up and then it cratered again. So it's funny that Elon Musk, Mr. Tesla, he just bought a one and a half billion dollars of Bitcoin. Yeah. I'd say he didn't get a great price on it since no, he just bought, he bought it. High. <laughs> but he bought it on the premise that he wants to accept Bitcoin as a way to purchase a Tesla. So very interesting. Well, since Bitcoin doesn't actually work very well as a physical currency, the the processing actually stinks. Google it. That was not an advertisement for Google, by the way. It's just like the, Rescind that. The, the, you know, uh, uh, the search engine it. Um, just unless Google would name. like to sponsor the show, then I can say Google everything. Um, until we get to sponsors, we'll, we'll leave that right. out. So, so, you know, he'll accept currency. But the good news is, is it takes like two months to get an appointment to get your Tesla serviced anyways. So there's plenty of time for the transactions to go through. <laughs> oh, good news. That was, that was, <laughs> yes, that was a total attack on Bitcoin. <laughs> if anybody is, if nobody could figure that out. And also the serviceability of a Tesla. I, uh, you know, it's funny. I have a number of clients that own Teslas. I have, um, I got, I actually have a client who literally works at Teslas and is one of the mechanics. And it is a, it's a bizarre phenomenon. The issues I hear with getting things fixed on them. Oh I mean, yeah. 
Like, like, you know, I could take my car down to Honda today and drop it off and pick it up tomorrow and be done. And I have a client that needed a, a battery replaced that was running some kind of like the license plate light on it. And it took almost two months to get the part in. It took oh, another wow. three weeks to get the car in. It, it was like a three month turnaround time to fix this dumb thing. Um, and so, you know, hopefully those things are improving, but. Fun fact, you know what the mechanic said about which one was the 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 worst quality vehicle in the sense of where he sees the most repairs and the most problems on the fixing side of it? Where's that? Is the, is that SUV one where the doors open like, oh, like bat wings on the back? I saw one of those this weekend. Crazy. I, I, you know, it's it funny. Cool. I, I have, you know, I, I like those ones better than I just like I like SUVs anyway. So, right. Um, aesthetically, I like those ones better than the other one. But <clears throat> to each their own. That's the wonderful thing about cars, shapes, colors and sizes is makes it fun. There's so much to choose from. One. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we've gone down the rabbit hole again here. So we're going to climb back out. Once again, give us a call, 805-500-7035. If you got questions, opinions, concerns, curiosities about the show, topics you would like us to cover, we'll actually do the research and bring you good information if there's something that is ailing you going on in our local world. The world's local now, right? It's... (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It's it's funny how you say stuff and then you catch yourself and you're like, I don't know. Um, I, 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 I like I, I like to you know I, I'm hard on myself so I, <laughs> I think we all are to be honest so, yeah anyways but we love our listeners we do love the feedback that we get Tana thanks again for, for being on the show absolutely uh, you always make it way more entertaining and um, we'll be back same time same place next week so we hope Sounds everyone has good. a great week thank you for listening to the wealth puzzle don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan For more information, please contact Michael Mansfield at The Lind Group. Call 805-500-7035 or visit them online at thelindgroup.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by the Lynn Group Advisors LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of California. Insurance products and services are offered through the Lynn Group LLC. The Lynn Group LLC and the Lynn Group Advisors LLC are not affiliated companies. Lynn Group LLC the Lynn Group Advisors LLC and Michael Mansfield are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.